talking about? He's talking about the church. He's talking about the bride. He said, they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. My friend, it's not enough to be called and it's not enough to be chosen. But if you're going to come back with the king of kings, you're going to have to make up in your mind, I'm going to be faithful because God loves faithfulness. Clap your hands unto the Lord. So God loves faithfulness. Let me tell you what else I know about God. God hates sin. Romans 8 and 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity, it's hatred against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. It's a maverick. It's not subject to the laws of God. That carnal mind wants to do what it wants to do. The one thing it wants to do, it wants to feed your flesh. It wants to please your flesh. And we know through scripture, God cannot coexist with sin. He will love the sinner, but at the same time, he hates the sin. I want to be clear in my meaning, and I want to be understood in my delivery. If it was once wrong, it's still wrong. God doesn't change his mind just because government changes. God doesn't change his mind because culture changes. Wrong is wrong, and right is right. And we better make sure we know what the book says. God doesn't waver in the face of political correctness. There's some things, even though we're live, you just got to say it like it is. There's some things that you can't just do one thing this way and one thing this way. And let me just say it like this. I'm going to look at the floor because if I look anywhere, someone's going to say he's talking to somebody. Out here, I've got a lot of grace. I've got a lot of mercy because we're all on this journey. There's going to be people walk through those doors they don't look like us. They don't talk like us. They don't act like us. But we're going to love them because they're trying to come to the Lord. We're going to show them the love of Christ. We're going to bury them in baptism. We're going to encourage them. We're not going to tell them the sleeve length is wrong. We're going to love them. That's what the church is about. If we don't show them love, and acceptance. They'll go somewhere and they'll find it. So I got a lot of mercy and grace out here. And let me just also add this while I'm feeling my oats. You don't have to correct it for me. Just pray for me. And God will give me the right time and the right message to help that person. I'm talking about out here. Got a lot of mercy out here. A lot of grace because if it's your kid walking in and they got problems, I promise me you want, you want me to put on a velvet glove to go deal with them. You don't want me to draw a sword if it's your kid. I'm talking about out here. 
Y'all pray for me, elders. I'm waiting out in there. Out here, we got a lot of mercy, a lot of grace. We can put up with a whole lot of stuff out here. But let me talk a minute out here, up here. Let me just let me just look at the ground. I told you I to look at the ground. If you're on this platform, that means you signed a paper saying that I'm going to commit to this, 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 and this, and this. And I'm going to, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not going to go where I'm not supposed to be. And I'm not going to act like I'm not supposed to act on social media or in public or in private. I'm talking about up here. And I, let me just say it. Those people doing things up here that you know you shouldn't be doing. We don't go places that we're not supposed to go. All right, now I can look out here. We, if you're up here, see, I, I can't control everything out here. Got a lot of mercy out here. But when you make up your mind that I want to be in leadership and I want to come up here and I'm going to live at a higher standard, oh, you see what I'm saying? Because we got people up here. Now, what are you doing, Pastor? I'm trying to throw a lot of mercy out and, and, and pray that you get what I'm trying to throw you away. Because if you don't, then I'll just come on on and talk to you. I'm trying to give a lot of mercy. When you say, you know what, I want to be on that platform and I'm going to do this, 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 and this, if you don't do it, you're a liar. Is that right? Okay. I thought it was. It was blunt, but it was right. So, sin is sin. And when pastor says, we don't go here, it's because we don't want our good to be evil spoken of. You could be going to the movies to watch Bambi. Or you could be going to the movies to watch something other than Bambi. But I'm trying to draw a line to help you. Let me just make a plain. We don't go to the movies. Is that plain enough? And I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to, that's just how it is. Now, if you want to go to the movies and eat popcorn and drink soda all day long, I've got a lot of mercy out here. But not up here. Amen. Amen. That's good preaching, isn't it, Brother Brandon? i got to get back to my notes. God hates sin. Sin is still wrong. And we'll sin. Oh, and I don't care what other churches do. I, exclamation point. We're trying to make it to heaven. And then we're not going to argue with anybody. People will, that church, go to that church. Go to that church. Nobody's stopping you. There's no chains on you. But if we're going to go here, I'm trying to help people get to heaven. That's all I want to do. Because if I stand before God, I want to say, God, I did everything I could to help people. Amen. Amen. world has become intoxicated with a doctrine that only preaches love and grace. I believe in the love of God. I believe in the grace of God. Hey, we got lots of mercy. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the love and the mercy and the grace of God. But you know what? There's more to God than just love and mercy and grace. There's a whole lot of thou shalt nots because God hates sin. 
And they said, there's going to come a day when the people are going to rise up and having itching ears, they're going to make, they're going to, they're, they're going to rise up and they're going to want people to tell them what they want to hear. What you want to hear oftentimes will differ from what you need to hear. Because what you need to hear will get you to heaven. What you want to hear will tickle your ears and make you feel good by giving you a pat on the back. But God hates sin. Hear me. It may not be nicotine, addiction, or all such as like that. But it's if it's robbing God of the affection he deserves, then it becomes sin. Bible says in Exodus 34, 14, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous. His name is jealous. His name is Jesus. But his, it tells us right here, whose name is jealous, is a jealous God. We've got to make sure that on our quest and our journey to, to make it to heaven, that we make sure God is at the center of everything we do. Anybody ever heard of this CrossFit workout deal? You've heard that? I don't do it. I just want to know if you heard of it. Let me just warn you. I've never heard of a woman doing CrossFit that, that stayed married. Now, I'm not saying they're not out there. I'm just saying I can tell you more cases where women start CrossFit or men start CrossFit and they ended up in divorce. So you pray about that. But anyhow, CrossFit. You know, Jesus started CrossFit because he said, take up your cross and follow me. And if you're going to live for him, there's going to be places where your cross won't fit. It won't fit through the door. It's not that it's, not that it's bad, but that cross that you're carrying, it's going to restrain you from going that place. It's going to catch you before you go too far. You gotta, you gotta make sure that that if you're not carrying your cross, you're gonna walk straight through the door. But if you got the cross, it's gonna catch on that door, and you're not gonna get in there. There's some places, brother Spanky, that cross don't fit, and it's gonna vary from person to person. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about things that maybe you struggle with that you don't struggle with. You got to make sure Jesus is at the center of everything. I could keep going on and on and on about things and attributes of God, but here's another thing that I know about God. God loves to be appreciated, and we were made in his image. Now, I know how I feel when I'm not appreciated. And how much more does God feel like that when he's underappreciated. And I'm fearful that we're living in a spiritual age where many have forgotten how bad life was without God. And they have taken God for granted. And they have taken his grace and his mercy for granted. But my friend, this is why Paul said that we need to stir up our pure minds by way of remembrance. Because when you remember where God brought you from, it makes you appreciate everything that he's done in your life. It makes you appreciate where you're going. I'm preaching to this church tonight in 2020. We need to stir up our appreciation for God and what he's done in our life. We need to take a moment right now and just magnify him. Oh, hallelujah. 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 
demonstration is a reflection of inward appreciation. Praise is the way that we show God how much we appreciate him. I know how I feel when my little girls come up to me and all they got to do is say, thank you, Daddy. Ava texted me the other day and she said, text me and my mom, uh, me and my mom, me and wife, me and whatever, Sister Stevenson. She's the mom of the girls. And, and she just sent me this text. She says this text, y'all the best mom and daddy ever. I love y'all so much and a bunch of emojis. At that moment right there when I read that text, she could have asked for anything she wanted in the, in the face of this earth and I'd have done everything I could to make it happen. You know how you feel when your kids can start expressing their appreciation for you, their love for you. And, and, and if I feel that way about those kids doing that, how much more does God feel when we just lift our hands and we start saying, I love you, Jesus. You're the greatest thing in my life. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I tell you, God will start moving mountains. He'll start moving everything out of the way because he finds somebody that loves him with all of his heart. He's not, we're not begging, we're not asking, we're saying we love you, Jesus. You ever known somebody that all they did was ask and they never thanked? It's like you could never do enough. And they never came back with appreciation. They never came back with thank you. I feel, I feel that we're guilty of times when all we start doing is asking and asking and God fix this and God do this and, God, and that's fine. That's fine because the Bible says we should make our supplication known before God. But it also says with thanksgiving. You know what Thanksgiving is? It's appreciation. It's praise. It's telling him how wonderful he is. Let us not get hung up in this asking mode without pausing and start worshiping and praising him for everything that he's done. It starts on the inside, shown on the outside, and it changes from person to person. But this is what the psalmist said in Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Let me give you just a recommendation when you go to prayer. This verse likens our prayer to how it was in the, in the tabernacle. The first thing they came to was the gates. And he said, when you come through the gates, the very first thing you do is you start giving thanks. You give thanks. And while you're walking through the gate, that's the way to get to the presence of God is through thanksgiving. He said, when you get to the gates, you're going to come to the courts. That's the next dimension that you're going to get to. And when you get to the courts, you're going to start praising God. Why are they linked? Because when you start thanking, you're automatically going to start praising. 
enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And once you start thinking of everything God's done for you, you're going to want to just begin to worship him. You're going to want to begin to shout and give praise unto the Lord. My friend, it wouldn't hurt any of us to spend a little more time taking him, to spend a little more time worshiping him. The longer we live for God, our appreciation for him should grow, not diminish. One definition of appreciate means to be grateful or thankful for. But another definition means to increase in value. When something depreciates, car, RV, boat, it means it goes down in value. But my friend, God does not depreciate. His value does not decrease, but rather his value in your life increases. It appreciates. And the longer that we live and serve the Lord, the more we realize how valuable God is in our life. God shouldn't depreciate. The Bible says, the old song says, it gets sweeter as the day goes by. When God isn't where he needs to be in your life, you'll notice something is missing real quick. This is what happened to David. The absence of his presence led to a greater desire for his presence. There's an old saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder. This is how I look at it. You know, there's people that like to stay at your house too long and you just want them to leave, but you don't want to say it. Just say the word, all right. They'll get the hint real quick. But here's my thought on it. I can't miss you until you're gone. Can't miss you until you're gone. As long as you're here, it's midnight. I can't miss you until you're gone. Leave. But the ark wasn't in its proper place with David. Second Samuel chapter 6, David and his men were trying to bring the ark of the Lord back home. So they put it on a cart. That wasn't the way it was supposed to happen. My, my pastor used to say the church was never meant to be carried on boards and big wheels. You'll think about that tomorrow. Uzzah tried to steady the ark, and God killed him. So David put the ark in the house of Obed-Edom, and for three months, the Bible says, the Lord prospered his house because the spirit of the Lord will prosper your house. And David saw the house of Obed-Edom was prospering, and he said, you know what? Something ain't right in my house. I got to get God back in his rightful place. And this time they went back and they did things the way they were supposed to be done. And they carried the ark because the ark was only designed to be carried on the shoulders of people. And so they carried the ark. And every six paces they stopped. They praised and they sacrificed God unto God. And the Bible says David danced before the Lord with all of his might. What was he doing? He was showing his appreciation for the things of God because he went for a season without God in his life. He went for a season without things in place. And so he began to worship. He began to praise. And the Bible says he got back to the city of David and his wife 
she began to mock him. Bible says she watched through a window and she began to say unto him, how glorious was the king of Israel in the sight of all the people today. And she began to diminish him and pull him down. And this is what David said. It was before the Lord. Honey, I wasn't worried what you thought about me. I don't care what people thought about me. They don't know the God that I serve. I appreciate my God. And so if I feel like dancing, I will dance before the Lord. If I feel I like worship it. I will worship before the Lord. But watch this, watch this, watch this. He didn't just say, I'm going to dance. He said in verse 22, and I will yet be more vile than thus. Let me just use my own words. If you think I'm worshiping now, I'm only going to increase my praise. When's the last time you came to the house of God and you said to yourself, if they thought I worshiped last week, I'm going to show them what worship really is. I'm going to increase my praise this week. Next week when I come, I'm going to increase my praise. When's the last time you just said, I don't care what you think. I'm going to run the aisles. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise because God is worthy of my praise. I've come to stir somebody up tonight in the Holy Ghost. We need to be more demonstrative in our praise. I'm not preaching at you, I'm preaching to you. The only way God knows what we feel on the inside is when we show them on the outside. It ought not be said of us when someone walks in this church. I thought y'all were a praising church. It ought not be said of Wallace Reeds when they come through those doors. Well, they didn't match what I thought they would. They didn't worship like I thought they would. It ought to be said when they walk through those doors. This is the most worshiping church I've ever been in before. These people are crazy. These people know how to praise God. Now hear me, I'm fixing to go somewhere. I read this recently. There's a category of clothing called athleisure that has exploded into a hundred billion dollar industry. You probably noticed the word athleisure is combined of two words, athletic and leisure. You may have also noticed it only contains a part of the word athletic, but all of the word leisure, and that's not a coincidence either. There are millions of people wearing yoga pants who aren't doing yoga. When they sell it in four X's, they're probably not doing yoga. Or five X's, if they even make that. I don't know. God, I hope nobody's wearing four X yoga pants in here. I'm not talking about you, I promise you. Make them into a skirt. One of the reasons athleisure clothing has become so popular is that by wearing it, 
we feel better about ourselves. We may not actually get around to working out, but the fact that we have good intentions and are ready to work out makes us feel like we've worked out when all we've done is get dressed. I'm fixing to hit you. You didn't see this one coming. There's a lot of people that come to church wearing a garment of praise, but they're not praising. Just because you wear the garment doesn't mean you're doing it. Honey, I didn't come to church just to wear a garment called praise, but I came to church to do what praise is meant to do, and that is to worship the Lord. Let everything that had breath praise ye the Lord. Either we're going to come to church and try to feel good about ourselves, or we're going to come to church and say, I'm going to create an atmosphere of the supernatural. Stand with me all over this building. Hear me. If there's one thing God likes... It's noise. Because noise is the sound of life. This is what we call quiet churches, dead churches. Because the way we gauge whether a church is on fire or not is by how alive and noisy it is. Watch this. God loves noise so much. When he came down the mountain, people were crying out and worshiping. His disciples said, tell them to hush up. Tell them to be quiet. And this is what the Lord said. He said, if I right now told them to shut up, he said, watch this, immediately, not 30 minutes, not next week, tomorrow. He said immediately, the stones will begin to cry out. He loves worship and he loves praise so much. Watch this, that he puts stones in place throughout history that have a story that could testify. It, it, it may sound like this. Thank you, Jesus, because I was a stone in a dry place. In one day, it was dark. It was a dark season of my life. But I saw a man lay down and use me as a pillar. And that night in the darkest place of my life, angels began to ascend and to descend. My friend, if you've ever been in a dark, dry place, you better realize there's a stone in history that could sing the praises of God that were meant for you to sing. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to let a stone outpraise me. It may have the same story, but I'm going to praise you. Yeah, shakoto to hole baba baba ya la boho yo. 
Let this place be filled with praise. Let this place be filled with praise. 